0: Hi everyone, I'm Zaya. And I'm Olivia. This podcast, as the title states, is about women throughout history. The purpose of this podcast is to give young girls positive female role models. Today, Olivia's going to be interviewing me about Eliza Lucas. Who was Eliza Lucas, Zaya? Eliza Lucas was the first person in the United States to cultivate indigo. She was born on a tropical island, which is where indigo was originally from. When Eliza was 16, she moved to the U.S. and ran all of her family's plantations. These plantations were in debt, so she needed a way to make money. After many trial and error with many plants, indigo finally sprouted and became a cash crop, boosting South Carolina's economy. Okay, Ziya. But what's indigo? Indigo is a tropical crop, but has since adapted to different soils with slightly different climates. Indigo is a plant with purple flowers, although the dye is a beautiful dark blue. You can grow your own indigo using the steps on the website that are linked in the show notes. Okay, that's cool. What was Eliza's childhood like? Well, she was born in Antigua to Colonel George Lucas and Aunt Lucas in 1722. Eliza was the oldest of four. Her three younger siblings were named Thomas Lucas, George Lucas, and Mary, nicknamed Polly Lucas. As a young child, Eliza was very interested in botany and was very skilled at it. Okay, but what's botany and what's Antigua? Botany is a part of biology, being the study of anything to do with plants. This was, and still is, an important skill, as plants are used in many things. The, bu- the biggest use for them back in Eliza's time was clothing, medicines, and food. We use them now in food, and they play a big role in many food chains, by the process of photosynthesis, which is a process that plants use to create energy from the sun. People who work in botany are called botanists. Botanists are scientists who work with plants. They're experts about plants and know a lot about them. These scientists experiment with plants to see how a plant grows in a certain environment or how it grows around other greenery. Botanists also try to discover new flora and research about the structures of the vegetation. And Antigua is an island located in the Caribbean. Antigua means ancient in Spanish. The island had its own native people in 1493 when Christopher Columbus discovered it. He then named it Antigua. In 1632, the first group of Europeans settled on the isle. The British started to grow sugar with the help of the recently enslaved native inhabitants. These slaves were not fed well and were exposed to all types of new diseases that their body couldn't handle, which resulted in thousands dying. The colonizers began importing their slaves from Africa because they could adapt a tiny bit better to the conditions. Now, the island is a British colony. Okay. But how did she get to the United States if she lived in an island? When Eliza was 16, her father moved her, her mother, and her sister to live in South Carolina in order to get away from the problems that were arising between England and Spain about the area. The family owned multiple plantations in the area, and Eliza chose to live at the Wapoo Plantation, though she managed all three. The family had some close friends, the Pinkneys, who lived near Eliza and looked after her during the stay in the United States. Okay. What's plantation? A plantation is a large piece of farmland where all crops grown there are sold. Back then, plantations were worked by slaves. Okay. And now that Eliza was in the U.S., why did she decide to grow Indigo anyway? Well, Eliza wanted to grow more cash crops because the plantation she was staying at was in debt. She wanted to pay off the debt, have money for taking care of the plantation, and to support herself, her mother, and sister. Colonel Lucas sent many different seeds to Eliza to try and grow. Okay, but what's a cash crop? Glad you asked. A cash crop is a plant, like sugar or tobacco, that can be sold for a lot of money. Cash crops were different in every area because of the different soils and climates. Different places had a different amount of cash crops, and the wealth of an area depended on these crops. Eliza, after much trial and error, decided to grow the indigo seeds her father sent her. Neighbors made fun of her for trying to grow a tropical plant in a place that was obviously not tropical, but eventually, in 1744, the indigo did sprout. A small portion of the crop was turned into dye, which was sent to Great Britain. Eliza Lucas then became the first person in the United States to grow indigo, which would soon become a great source of income for the farmers in South Carolina for decades. Later that year, her father wanted her to either get married or move back to Antiqua, and gave her two choices of suitors. Eliza had learned to be independent from a young age and wanted to continue to have independence from her husband and turn down both of the men. The widowed family friend, Charles Pinckney, proposed to Eliza. She accepted and she remained in South Carolina. She then became Elizabeth, Eliza, Lucas Pinckney. In her marriage, she had five children, Charles Coatsworth Pinckney, George Lucas Pinckney, Harriet Pinckney, and Thomas Pinckney. The only child to not survive was George Lucas Pinckney, who died shortly after birth. A few years later, Eliza had great success in her indigo production and began giving seeds out to other farmers. She also sent a large amount to England. The country then sent out a bounty to the farmers for the indigo in an attempt to cut off the French market. Did they use indigo for anything else back then? Oh, and do we still use it today? To answer your first question, yes. They use indigo in dyes, paints, and makeup. At the beginning of the American Revolution, indigo made up a third of the exports in South Carolina. In less than 50 years, the market had grown substantially. Indigo had such a big impact on the state's wealth, it became the state's official color and the background color on the flag. And to answer your second question, we still use indigo today. It's mainly used as dye for the blue jeans. Wow, that's really cool. Why should people remember Eliza Lucas? And why do you think that she's a good role model? Personally, I think she should be remembered and considered a positive female role model because she was a smart, independent woman who did something that people thought she couldn't do and then turned out to be really successful. I believe that should answer any questions about Eliza Lucas. Thanks for listening, and have a great day!